Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It is the midweek episode and we are going to take a look at which teams have already beaten their over-under or lost to it. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, brought to you by DraftKings. Thank you very much for stopping by and hanging out with us for a little bit in the middle of the week. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake. Trevor in California and BBD producing behind the desk. And Trev, you've been kind of tiptoeing and dibbling and dabbling in this for a while, but we're going to officially look and see. How we are done on our preseason over-unders, which in then will take us into conversations about how teams are doing compared to what people thought they would do and why they're doing better or worse, I guess. That's kind of the show. Jake's got some facts about each team to back up and support what's going on. Mm-hmm. Jake, how are you doing? James, Trevor, Plouffe, BDD, everyone tuning in. Hope you're having a good time as we record this. Arizona Dimebacks are on a one-game heater, uh, so that is pretty huge. Where you know, I think as we'll talk about with some of these over/unders, it's not too late to get hot. It's not too late to get hot. 90, 90 plus baseball games left. Um, I'm doing well. I I had a coffee all day. I just took my first sip, so I'm really excited to do that. Mm. Like not get a headache and stuff. So I'm feeling good about that. Uh, so yeah, Trev, Trev Yellow, across the pond, how you doing? You're something else, man. I gotta dumb. tell you that right now. Really dumb. I'm doing good. I had a nice little workout this morning. I told you guys, um, got the kids at summer camp, so I got a little bit of freedom. That fits me really well. So I got a little espresso today. I'm kind of taking my time drinking it. We've gone through the over-under sheet. I think we're doing pretty good. A little foreshadowing. I don't know. I, know I, I actually, I actually didn't look at your guys. Yeah. I looked at mine, and I think I'm doing pretty good. Uh, so, I mean, it's just with my week last week, and maybe this episode is going to be my episode. And we're just like, we're just going, baby. You know what I'm saying? Just, just going. I get it. There James, are, man. I'm doing. I don't know. Okay, I guess. Not great. Oh man. I'm not gonna just, just, just not he's gonna, an honest guy. I'm not gonna lie. I have Trev with his little coffee cup. That'll make you feel better. Yeah, I've Do been it again, able, Trev. Life wise, I haven't been able to get into a routine that I like at all. Routine guy. I got like two more weeks Ooh. in this house before I move into the new house, and I'm hoping that work from home situation is better. But the commute's gonna get doubled, so then we'll have to find a new routine, and we'll see. Okay, I I, I know those type of people. What Olivia is a routine oriented. When that gets thrown off, you just kind of got to let them go. Find your path again. Well, yeah, I've been working from home in the mornings and stuff, but the shed's there. It's annoying. We're freedom, guys. Freedom. <laughs> I was laughing when Trev said that in his speech. I, I'm trying to make you, you feel say? better, Jim. I just don't know what to say. I'm, I'm someone freedom works well with me. <laughs> he likes his freedom. So, what do a lot of the countries, man? I am interested in this. So, you know, last episode we re- we found that new baseball reference page that does mm-hmm. uh, projected playoffs and all that stuff. But then they give their, uh, with 90% accuracy, what they think is the threshold for best 
final record for each team, and worst final record for each team. Now, obviously, this doesn't take everything into account. It doesn't take into account that one team might trade away all their good players. The Rockies may trade Trevor Story and everyone else, and then their outlook changes drastically. It doesn't take into account even, I think, like schedule, like, like a hardness of schedule or whatever. But it's still interesting because according to them, Trev, there are a 11 teams. Let me double check. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 teams out of the 30 that are locked into over or under that they think they can. They are set in stone. If you bet this team to hit the under, good job because there's no way they can get out from this. I'd like to know the data, how much they've ran this, like in – what it all consumes and whatnot, but I kind of you know, computers. We We're are gonna before the show. Yeah, you know I'm running pretty hot. good. I'm running hot on computers. I think we should definitely circle. We should circle these eleven. So we all the three of us have what was it seven teams that we all agreed on? No, a lot more than that. More than one, that. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So we had twelve teams we all agreed on. So we're we're gonna circle up on those. I think we should circle the eleven that the computers have have circled as already done. Because guess what, computers coming for that ass. Um, I guarantee computers. you that one of those computers that's got a lock, will not be locked. So here's what I'm going to do. First, I'm going to give you the teams that we didn't agree on, but the computer says it's locked up. All right? Then we'll go to the ones we did agree, and we'll see. So the first one is uh, a big one, the Boston Red Sox, Trev. Yes. The computers say the Boston Red Sox, worst-case scenario, would have them with an 82-win season. Their over-under was 80-and-a-half wins. So they think that the Red Sox are hitting the over no matter what. Now, Jake, Mm -hmm. is this one that you agree with the computer on, or do you think the Red Sox can? It would be tough to put an argument against this. The Red Sox have looked great this year. Um, You know, I was – my speech I said about the Red Sox from the start was wait for – stay in it till sale gets back. They've done a lot more than that. And as we've started talking about, they've got some tradeability. They can make upgrades. They didn't, this offseason, they didn't just throw the bag at anyone. They kind of just made some strategic moves with flexibility, literally and figuratively. If you're talking Kike and Marwin or, uh, you know, throwing out the one-year contract for Garrett Richards. So, yeah, you have to be feeling good about that. I would, if I could flip this one, I obviously would. I would throw out a caveat. Uh, if Boston collapses, they do like to collapse hard, but it doesn't feel like it's happening this year. What's interesting here, Trev, is that they're on pace for 96 wins, and baseball reference is saying that their best-case scenario is 97 wins. So they kind of think they will slow down a little bit, but not terribly. I think strength of schedule comes into play there because they're saying they're not going to do not going to play better than they already have, but they the best case is that they just stay consistently winning at the pace they have. What do you get? What do you think, Trev? You think they got it? I think they're going to be over the eighty and a half, one hundred percent. I don't think that's really any question. The computer seems to agree. I think the computer looked at my notes and then checked his notes, and now he had his answer. You know what I'm saying? Because I did take the over on this, and the only reason I took the over, I'm going to be honest here. I think I probably even said this when I did it. 
was Haim. Mm-hmm. And the pieces that he's going to bring in are going to mesh together. And, you know, it just it just seemed like he was up to something. And everything's kind of panned out and worked out the way they wanted. And now I'm really curious. You know, you said the computers only give them the best case scenario of a 97 win season. And they're on pace for 96. What does Chris Sale do for this team? We've all seen the grainy, like, bullpen footage they've been putting out on Twitter of him. Looks kind of good, man. He was on the mound at Fenway one day, throwing off the mound, feeling it a little bit. I think that's going to be um, – if he comes back and adds to the rotation and kind of keeps them where they've been, because I do expect some regression from that rotation, but if he comes and can maybe push it the other way, it's a damn good team, man. Yep. All right. <clears throat> the next one is the Chicago Cubs. Jake, you were the only one that chose the over in preseason when we did the P- TPPs. And according to the computers, they are a lock for the over. The over was 79 and a half. And baseball reference has their worst case at 80. So it's close on the on that end. And they have their best case at 95. They're on pace to win 88 games, so baseball reference is saying that they expect that the Cubs can pick it up in this in this second half and keep going even stronger. Mm. Los Cubs. I think you guys were thinking with, with your hearts instead of your brains because we all want the Cubbies to sell, right? They've been doing solid. That being said, like... Well, they did kind of sell. I, I'm not going to go to war for the Cubs. Yeah, but then they signed Jock. Like they they made other moves. They it, it sucks. It sucks that they traded you Darvish and they you know they moved on from Schwarbs and guys like that. But they brought in Jock. They also got guys back for Darvish. Like Zach Davies has started to do some things. So I I don't know that being like I'm not going to war for these Cubs. Like would it shock me if these Cubs had a you know a one in six week and then they're back close to five hundred? No, like this NL Central is still going to be messy the rest of the way, um, and even some of the team numbers I'm going through these, the Central needs to be recircled again. Remember when we were talking Bauer, Cy Young, and I, I saw foolish foolish Bailey tweeting about this the other day, that you know. The stat has been going around about DeGrom's ERA plus, how it's seven 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 or whatever. And like Bowers was one of the best ever's last year at two six nine or something. Bailey was saying that still wasn't adjusted to to what the central was last year. The central couldn't hit. The team stats I've been looking over, all of these teams have some very clear weaknesses. So I I think we're gonna be here in August and September saying the sloppy NL Central. There's going to be a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Or will one of these GMs dig deep and do something? And I I think if that's in consideration here, it's not going to be the Cubs. If the Cubs make moves at the deadline, they're going to be small. Like, we already know they're cutting payroll and that kind of stuff. So uh, I won't go to war for my Cubbies, but they, they've been a, a quality team this season. Yeah. Okay. We, we talked about it a little bit this morning, uh, C. Rose and I, about the whole Javi Baez situation, how he got pulled by Rossi. And I kind of read into it a little bit, you know, about what he said after the game. And one reporter, I forget who it was, made a good point. Like, there's a – the Cubs are doing well right now. And I'm sure everyone there wants them to keep and maybe even add – you know, all they've ever heard was, we're going to blow this team up. Brian's going to be gone. Who's going to stay? Who's not going to stay? Rossi knows there's a huge road trip coming up. They go to the Dodgers. They go to Milwaukee. They go to Cincinnati. 
I think he was trying to make a point with Baez being like, look, we need to be laser focused, sharp as can be, so we can stick together through this. This is going to be a hell of a road trip for us. We're doing well now, but we need to continue or maybe even get a little bit better. I think that's kind of where they're at. Like this, like you said, Jake, to your point, they could go out here and get their butts kicked on the road trip, and now they're sitting closer to 500. That weighs on them. Then all of a sudden, ownership goes, you know what? Boom. Like, let's go the other way. So I think this is a big, big road trip for them coming up. A big test. Let's see. They've been good. I mean, you're, you're making me almost want to fade my lock. So that's that's where we're at. All right. Next up is a team I kind of got wrong because worst case, baseball reference has 56 wins and the over-under was 56 and a half, mm. which would put them under, but it's very close. And I actually disagree with the computer here for reasons we previously mentioned. It's the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're on pace for the over. They're on pace for a uh, 57 win season. Let's go Pirates. And uh, the over under was 56 and a half. Uh, they say the best case is they win 71 games, but that they've been losing a lot lately, but I expect this Pirates team to trade some pieces and then everyone else to not be motivated to play in September and just lose. So the worst case they do have at 56, which would be the under by half a game, I think they can get worse than that. I think that they're going to trade the people that can play, and I don't know. They could get better, but I wouldn't say this is a lock for the over like the computer is. Trev's Pirates. I'm thinking, like, does this – bring into factor how much Cole Tucker is going to be on the roster because that's yeah. the only thing I'm thinking about. I, I they do have some trade pieces, Jim, and I will say this. I, I know it's kind of easy to say, like, there's nothing to play for, so they'll just give up in September. I think a lot of the guys that are going to come up have a lot to play for, and they're going to be playing hard. Are they going to be a, a team built to win? No, but I don't think, you know, anybody's just going to kind of roll over there. So, you know, they got out to a, a decent start. I know, like you said, they've been losing some games. Key Brian Hayes could carry into a bunch of wins in a row. So I, I kind of like the over. I, I um, Me and Jake had him over at the beginning. I don't think they land at that 71 and 91 mark. I think that's a, I think if they can salvage and, and stay like 99 losses, I think that's like a perfect scenario for them. <laughs> I do like that. The dodging the hundo spot. That's a good yeah, spot. Hey, it, mean, it does that's, mean something. That's you, something you to, to play for. You and I both know that from those the 2015 <laughs> twins. Was that our? 2011. 2011 twins. I, I get all our years. You, yeah. me, Dozier. Um, yeah, no, the Kim Brian Hayes, Hayes piece is a big part of it. Uh, I'll be interested to see who they do trade away. Uh, they don't have a ton of like pieces you circle like for the Colorado Rockies you circle Trevor Story and one of the pitchers John Gray Herman Marquez and you say yeah if the Rocks lose them uh, the bottom falls out significantly uh they haven't had Key Brian Hayes a lot who knows what other prospects they call up we obviously love the Cole Tucker effect um Frazier's a pretty big piece they can trade away Frazier would be a big one he, he is having a nice year for oh, them. Nice, yeah yeah so, yeah, I mean, that that would be one you'd definitely circle, but that opens up a spot for Cole Tucker and even clubhouse energy-wise. Chad Cool has one year left. He's had some good starts of late, so maybe package him or something. I don't know. No Steven Brault yet. Chris Rose rotation. He'll be back. Back in July or Pirate something. up, baby. All right, uh, the San Francisco Giants. 
They are a lock for the over. They're on pace for 103 wins. Damn. Baseball reference has their best case at 104 wins. They think they can sustain it or get better. They have their worst case at 88 wins. They're over under with 75. Ooh. So they might, I mean, we all got to agree with the computer. This team's a lock to hit the over. Um, and you guys both had the over. So good job there. This is what I need to say something about computers. We need to stop and talk about computers because the computers at the beginning of the year had these guys pegged for 75 and a half. Now they changed course. They haven't pegged for a best case scenario of 104. They're on pace for 103. So now the computers are a believer. They got new data, Trev. You know, are you? I mean, you got to allow the computer their right to change their mind. Algorithm. Yeah, but can we still say that this same computer sucks because with the data you had, you made a bad decision? All computers suck. Yeah, I I think I I think this episode should we'll roll this into like a two thirds of the way through the season and then an end of the season to see how dumb this computer is because you know we hate computers. Sort of sick of computers. I don't use computers ever. Tampa Bay Rays have also secured the over, which was pretty low for them. It was 85 and a half. Uh, they're on pace to win 95. They did lose glass now. Their best mm-hmm. case is 102. Their worst case is 87 games, which is closer than what we just did with the Giants, but they have them as a lock for the over. I think I agree with them there. I think we all agree. Um, Jake and I had the over. Trev, you had the under. I didn't really have a good reason for it either. When I when I said that, I was like, this team just wins too many games all the time with people who you don't really think are going to win you a bunch of games. So there had to be a year where they took that off, and no, they're still rolling because that's what they do. But the glass now thing, James and Jake and BBD, my guys, we have to talk about that a little bit. Here we that's go. A, <laughs> it's a big loss. Glass. Yeah. And they don't – I don't know how – much that's going to get off this pace, but again, the computer doesn't factor that. And we'll see, uh, you know, with glass out, obviously sucks and we love him. Chris Rose rotation. Um, they just called up wander and like, Hey, what if he's a really good shortstop? (laughs) That also changes the outlook of their season. So, uh, we'll see with the Rays. They just win. Yeah. I mean, glass is a, is a loss though, because he was, he was averaging going six and like two thirds. The length. Uh, he was yeah. He was averaging no six and a third. He was averaging. So he was averaging going into the seventh inning. And I don't know the rest of their starters, but I would guess they don't have another guy that like on average is going that deep into games and saving the bullpen, which they love to use. But still, it's a, it's a bigger loss more more than just the results of the day glass now pitches because. More bullpen guys are going to get used. Um, their next best guy is Yarby, and he was averaging divided by five and two thirds. So Yarby's still pretty good, but that's their next best. They don't. I mean, a lot of teams don't get length, but when you can have one guy that's going to give bring the ball in the seventh every time, that's awesome. Yeah. But if there's one team that doesn't get affected by that, it is the race. They'll, True. they'll call up a guy from AAA who also gets out. Like, it's what they do. And they'll make some smart trade and get some guy to eat innings, Jim. And I think before, I know this is going to come out after the debut, but let's give our Wander Franco first Ooh. game in the show <laughs> predictions. He's facing Eduardo Rodriguez. E-Rod. Isn't, is Wander a lefty? He's a switch hitter. Oh, 
Cool. Uh, Oppo Homer, uh, one for wow. four. I'm two for three. Two for three. Nice day. It's in Tampa. Crowd's begun nuts. Red Sox crowd. I think he gets a walk. He has more walks and strikeouts in his Boring. Miami career. Uh, but I, I think he goes... Isn't it wonderful? I think he goes one for four with a double and a walk. Five, it. five PAs? We all, Couple Ks. We all nailed it. Colorado Rockies is the last team that ha- uh, Baseball Reference has as a lock that we did not agree on. Uh, Jake and I went over. Trev went under. And they are a lock for the over, according to Baseball Reference. How about that, Trev? Rocks. Which team is it? I'm sorry. Colorado Rockies. They're on pace for 66 wins. Their best case is 75. Their worst case is 60, which would be a push because the over-under was 60. Kind of surprised me. Jake, you're our local Rockies expert. Do you agree with the computer here? Are they a lock for the over? As a former representative of the Rockies, yeah, this one I would have circled, and I would love to check in at the two-thirds point and see, is Trevor Story on the team? Is Herman Marquez? Is John Gray? Of course he's not going to be on the team. What do you mean? That's well. That's what I'm saying, Trev. I mean, we're assuming that because we'd assume the they're run like a normal organization, but they haven't been for years. So let's see. Uh, let's see what happens with that. If if they're gone, and that's with the bad teams and really good teams on this list. I'll get this out now so I, I don't sound repetitive. Where the computers don't factor in baseball is the Rockies could reel off a 12-game loser pretty easily. You know, on the other end of that spectrum, Dodgers, hell, the Yanks. They could reel off a 11-1 stretch, something like that, and that changes your whole projection. So uh, the Rockies, they have been really good at home, and actually, Jakey team stats, the Rockies grayed out as the best defensive team so far this year. And that's what I said they need to do. How about that, getting rid of Arenado, just catching balls in the outfield? Um, so, no, I... The number is low. Like like we Trev said, losing 100 games, that's a big thing to do in Major League Baseball. And that's why I kind of like the Rockies. You look at their rotation, and you put that on a lot of other teams, and you'd say, okay, like Marquez, Gray, Freeland, some of those guys. If that was like the Cubs rotation, we'd be like, all right, not bad. What about this, Jake? They have 10 more away games left than home games. Ugh. So do you think that the over is a lock still? How gross can I look instantly? Um, it's not It's not a lock. Disagreeing with the I'm computer. I'm disagreeing with the computer. Okay. I still believe in my Obviously. picks, but I'm disagreeing with the computer. Okay. All right, let's go to the ones that Baseball Reference agree on and we agreed on yes. early on. It's brought to you by Magic Spoon Cereal and Update. I just bought mm. a box because we have no snacks at the house, and I was mm. starving last night because Katie went to dinner with the family, and I didn't go, so I had to eat by myself, and there was leftover Indian food, but it wasn't enough to fill me up, mm-hmm. and I was so mad I didn't have cereal in the house, and now I will because I just ordered a custom bundle. Uh, proof, Jake, let them know. It's proof. Confirmed. Magicspoon.com, thank you for your purchase. I got a box of my custom bundle. I got fruity, and I got frosted. Because I've been telling everyone those are my two favorites. And then I got cinnamon and I got blueberry because I haven't tried those yet. Really? So I will be letting you guys know soon. If you don't know what Magic Spoon Cereal is, if this is your first episode listening to us, it's guilt-free cereal. It's not 
junk. It's good for you. Protein gets you in the right state of mind where you don't feel like crap after eating a whole box. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. You can build your own box like I just did. Mm. Um, you can, The other flavors that I didn't mention, cocoa and peanut butter. You can go to magicspoon.com slash baseball to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code baseball at checkout to save $5. If you're not happy with it, you can get their 100% happiness guarantee and to get your money back. They won't even ask you any questions. Remember to get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash baseball and use code JOHNBOY when you do. All right. Now, before the season, the Arizona D-backs... Over under was 79, Jake's Snakes. All three of us said under. Mm. They're on pace to win 46 games. We had a good read on this. Uh, Baseball reference says they can't possibly stay this bad. They have their worst case at 51 wins and 111 losses. So good job by us. Smart read. I don't. I don't remember this episode, but I do think we were kind of shocked by that line. Like seventy nine is one away from eighty. Math, and they were not an eighty win team. I think we all said, you know, the diamond or the Padres and the Dodgers are really good. Like they have to face these teams a lot. Sorry, I. You know, this is something that's tough for me to talk about now because you have a burgeoning relationship with. Someone you said bad things about And then it's you know you grow and evolve as a couple Um, The one Phrase I do remember saying from that TPP was How different is this Diamondbacks roster From the Rockies Um, And I kind of got chewed out For that and now here we are And Couple basement teams So Snakes and they figured out like hey it's not our year These giants are good so they've been playing For the first pick so that's smart. We're a smart. smart organization. Locked in on the under. The Atlanta Braves, 91 and a half games, and we all agreed that they would hit the mm. over. We loved what they were about. A game away from going to the World Series, retaining that young core, bringing in Charlie Morton, hopefully <clears throat> getting Sirocco back. Sirocco? What's his name? Soroka. Why'd you make that face? You said it like our producer on Chris Rosso, Shiroko. Soroka. No. Yeah, that one's not tough. What's his last name? Mike Soroka, right? Soroka, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you just said it two different ways. I think your first one still is what made me make a face. I think you ended with an O. I think it ends with an O. It ends with an it A. It ends with an A. No. Okay. That's, yes. Well, we thought he'd be back. And they're locked in for the under. On pace to win 77. Their worst case would be 73, but they say their best case right now is 89 wins. And their over-under was 91. Trev, this is your team. You not only took the over, this was your team. This was my World Series champion. I had them versus the Astros. For all the reasons you talked about when you opened up with them, 
Uh, young core is there. They have the ability to go get guys. I thought they were for sure going to make a move at third base. Young Thick has been pretty good. Obviously, you get rid of Ozuna. He gone. Uh, he wasn't even playing that well anyway. And, yeah, the Soroka doesn't come back. I think they're still there, Jim. I think they still have a chance. I don't know about catching 91 and a half, but maybe making some noise, sneaking into the playoffs. I, I don't know, man. I was really banking on Soroka being back and kind of having such a deep rotation that the bullpen will be rested and all that good stuff. I don't really know what to say, man. I asked if I could take another team like about a month ago, and people on the internet said I could, but I'm just going to stick with my pick. I think that's the, I can't set that precedent of me changing teams during the year. Okay. Wild, Toot. Their number one player in war this year, Ronald Acuna Jr. Sure, that adds up. Number two, Ion Anderson, <laughs> a talking baseball favorite. And then Oscar Yanoa who was yeah. a sensation for a little bit, and then he broke his hand. So it was my award the other day. Like, they got to make something happen. They had the Azuna stuff go down this year. I mean, this is a team that's not supposed to miss a playoffs in this window, and it's uh, we're hitting danger time. Not looking good. I agree with the computers. Think, I don't uh, think they can hit the over. Do you think... Ashland, Braves Ashland was happy when Yanoa broke his hand? No. Fuck you, Dan. No. Good video. Really good video. The Detroit. No, no, no. The Houston Astros. Mm. Their over under was 86 and a half. We all took the over because the team is good. And that was a low over under. Nuts. They're on pace to win 98 games. They have their best case as 104. They have their worst case at 89. Another one, the computers kind of have it here. We had it, and we I think they botched the initial line because uh, the Astros just have depth everywhere you look. Trev? I just don't – yeah, I mean, I don't know where they were getting that line. I guess they had some unproven pitchers. You know, Framber – you could say he was unproven, even though he was excellent during the postseason. You know, Garcia, I guess maybe he wasn't as proven, but he's been awesome. I don't know, man. I thought we all saw, we understood, like, hey, this is a team that's been in the ALCS, was it four years running now? I mean, that's what we all, we kept going back to. This team's done it and done it and done it, and they're battle-tested. That's your line, Jake. That's what Bregman used. This team is battle-tested. That's what we were talking about, and here they are, man. They're just doing it. Just another Even without friend. Bregman. Just another friend. Uh, yeah, the the lineup's crazy. Jim, I think what I'll do, because uh, if we're going through pretty much every team, I think we got this up. I'll mix in some of my fun facts that I was looking up on the stats. Uh, Houston's hitting, uh, obviously good. You know, I think a lot of baseball fans know that. They have a team OPS in a year that hitting was down. 802. Oh. Number two is the Blue Jays at 773. Like, the Milwaukee Brewers, who, okay, NL, so they've got pitcher at-bats in there too, but they have a team OPS of 666. So that is like comparing every hitter in Milwaukee's lineup. A potential playoff team is like a light-hitting middle infielder, and basically every hitter in Houston is a, you know, a corner outfielder that you're like, oh, yeah, that guy hits pretty well. So they are 
so stacked, and that's without mentioning our guy Odo, who just twirled another gem the other day, their bonus six starter they got before the season. What are you doing, Angels? God. I got a text from Odo. Oh, picture? I said, I said you're a stud. And he goes, high heaters for days. <laughs> Uh, spin rate doesn't affect me at all. It's all about that little talked about entry angle of attack. Mm. It's true, man. He gets in that little zone, that invisible zone. I was looking at their lineup, the Astros. Huge. Michael Brantley, I was like, what What kind of deal did he get? Two years, $32 million, and this guy is leading the league in batting average, being just being himself, what he always does. 923 OPS. Obviously, that's a little bit higher than his career, but like any team could have had him for not that much money. He's so damn good, man. He's just he, and he like like Odo was a bonus piece to the rotation. Michael Brantley a bonus piece to that lineup. They're good, man. They are good. And the computers are right. All right. Um, the Minnesota Twins. Uh-oh. oh. Eighty-eight God. and a half over under. All of us said. Over. Why would? How could they? Why would they possibly over? 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 They're on pace to win sixty nine games. Best case scenario, they have it at eighty games. Worst case scenario, they have it at sixty five games. They've locked themselves into the under. We're all wrong here. Got to agree with the computers. I mean, it's a deep dark hole. Now, they could maybe, you know, have a good second half, but they're not going to have a good enough second half to get that over. Mm, I mean, not when you lose Byron Buxton came back three days into coming back from a hip flexor strain, breaks his finger on an errant fastball. Not going to come back without that guy. I mean, this this is my number one bug eat of the year. I think I, I believed in them as a regular season team again. I, I thought they were just going to be the twins and mall. And by the way, they are hitting their pitching has just been so bad. So bad. You mix in with that a couple. That's a familiar story in Minnesota. Yeah, right. Like they're like, no, I'm I was I'm not gonna make that comparison. But man, <laughs> that that team, this trade deadline is gonna be very interesting because they have a lot of young guys on the cusp coming up. And if there's ever a team that a lot of teams say they want to reload, like the Twins, in theory, could. Um, so I'm so fascinated to see what they do. But they're bad. Yep. Man, Happer's just been giving up homers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're, uh, they come up on the bottom of every pitching statistic. Pineda was having Rios. a good year. I remember saying a line that it, it pissed off some Twins fans in the PPP in the comments because I said, like, you know, they're happy to ha- that they picked up Pineda and Hap. And every Yankee fan would be, like, miserable if they picked up <laughs> Pineda and Hap. But I think Pineda's been good. But Pineda's having a good year. He just got hurt now. But uh, It's yeah. been an interesting carryover because, you know, when Terry Ryan left there, he was the general manager when, when I played there. You know, a lot of people said that he was a bargain shopper when it came to pitching. And new regime comes in, supposed to be different. You know, they change the way that people are getting developed. You know, a lot of the stuff in the minor leagues was changed, so that's good. So you want to develop some pitching, obviously. But they haven't really done 
they've been the exact same as far as you know where they're at in the free agent market with pitching. They've kind of been going for the cheap deals, the one-year deals. They're not going after, you know, whether maybe they do go after these guys, but they haven't been able to land any sort of significant free agent starter. And, you know, for a team that constantly needs pitching, maybe that's something they need to change. Number three teams in giving up homers, so the worst. Baltimore Orioles, Minnesota Twins, Arizona Diamondbacks. Mm. It's a pretty simple formula right there. And that's uh we're we're mad at computers this episode. Yeah. Um yeah. Mm. I don't even know how we're recording this. <laughs> um <laughs> is <laughs> Trev, like you were just saying with the twins. I mean, A, think about a couple guys we've already talked about. Odo, uh guy from there, and Gibby, uh, who we always talk about, uh, you know, and just there's a formula in mid MLB front offices that say, hey, let's be flexible. And, oh, I'm getting good value on Happ and Pineda. And then tying it into what Jimmy said before, we knew those guys weren't going to be big-time difference makers. Like when you talk about Glass now saving bullpen and how that can affect a team, those guys didn't have that. So they were kind of flipping a coin and like, oh, well, maybe Happ or Pineda will pan out. And it's just not a difference. They've maker. been doing that with Rich Hill and, yeah. and Homer Bailey, and that's kind of what they've been doing. Give us, give us the thirty-year-olds that get an impact guy. Speaking of Yankees, ninety-five and a half. We all had the over, and they are on an eighty-six win pace. Baseball Reference says their best case is ninety-three wins. Their worst case is seventy-eight. They have them locked in as the under. I have a feeling Jake's going to disagree with this and be mad at the computers. I think it's pretty fair. And uh, I just hope they win 13 of their next 20. It's These numbers are fair. But, Jim, part of the reason these numbers are fair is because they have played an awful brand of baseball this year. So uh, I, I would circle them as a team that I think options are still open for. Um, Luke Voigt is coming back. DJ LeMahieu's had an atrocious start to the season. And Gary Sanchez has gotten it going. So if you put all that in the pot, we do think they're going to make a trade of some sort. Um, I'm very interested to see how they ride into the deadline. We've been doing it on Talking Yanks. Um, if they play like the Yankees team from the past 60 games, then I agree with the absolute under. But it's been a very... Bad brand of baseball, and people think we're being obnoxious Yankee fans when we say that. Like, no, check with the beat writers. Check with everyone that watches the Yankees daily. If they could actually turn a corner and look more like the Yankees, I don't know if 95 is in play, um, but, man, I, I do think this team could find a hot streak, and that changes all the computer projections. So it's not a lock by any means, especially if they play like they've been. But this has... This is a team that has the ability to do a lot more. I, I remember talking about the Yankees, and I, you guys kind of talked me into the over, uh, but I thought they were going to mash this season. That's why I wanted – I said I could see the over happening. I thought this team was going to go out there and score freaking six, seven runs a game. That just hasn't happened. And maybe it, maybe it turns around like you're saying. Maybe Voight comes back, and they need DJ to go. I mean, that's what – it's the guy. DJ MVP's not been that clearly at all this year, but we, we knew the starting pitching was, like you guys said, it was Cole and the, the maybes. Cole and the question marks. Question marks. 
And they've been question marks, you know. Kluber looked good, gets hurt. Tyone, I don't know. You guys watch more Yankee stuff than I have. I think he's kind of been up and down. He's had a couple good starts, a lot of bad starts. I don't know, man. I think I don't think they're going to hit that over just because they need serious rotation help. And from what you guys are telling me, they're not going to go out and get that. Yeah, no, they, they need center field help too, even more than that. So Yeah. It'll be interesting. You think they need center field help more than pitching? Yep. They don't have a center fielder. And and Cash made a press conference saying we're looking for center fielders. I mean, right now Seven Kluber are both timed up for August, early August, so that would be their trade deadline pitchers if they can get to that point. Trevier, they got a hit. They're they're the Bronx Bombers. It's a team built on hitting, and they haven't hit. So Gary's resurgent. Voight is back as we're recording today. You can put that in the pot, but it it like. You got to go. It's go time. And they had a nice week. You got to build on that. They've got the Royals in town right now. Like, the Yankees need to put the foot down, especially on bad teams, and they just haven't been good at that. Yeah, the overall offensive statistics for them have been pretty bad. That is all the teams that baseball reference says are locked. Now, there's still teams that we all agreed on, and we can just check in there on those. We all agreed that the Toronto Blue Jays would hit the under. Hmm. Right now, they're on pace for the under. Now, it says that they could, you know, best case hit the over still, worst case under. They're on pace for the under right now. They need pitching help, and they need bullpen help. And we knew that going in, and we know that now. For real. The last the last time we saw their bullpen, uh, it was in shambles. Um, not not our time. We were together opening day, Trev. We saw Julian Merriweather, and we're like, yeah. this guy. And Romano. Yeah, yeah. That was a different time. He could change their season's outlook. Now, he's been out forever. Um, I mentioned those top three teams and giving up homers, Orioles, Twins, D-backs. Number four is the Toronto Blue Jays. So they need pitching in a bad way, and it's – if the Yankees do get going, if the Red Sox stay hot, if the Rays keep raising, we know these Blue Jays have wanted to make impact moves, but it's it's been difficult to get guys to sign there. I wonder if they're going to be if they're a 500 team or as of today they're they're 500. Are they going to be willing to move some of their young dudes for a pitcher to go for? They it? need a trade for pitchers. Um, oh, that are under contract for a couple years. Yeah. Like they need to go get Gibby and then have him next year, because I don't think they're going to land Gibby in free agency. Not if they're, especially if they're still playing at minor league ballparks, which shouldn't be the case next year. But even then, I think they should go trade for pitchers that have years on them. Barrios, Gibby, Taylor Hearn. Uh, do you got anything oh, on the Blue Jays, God. Trev? They're fun to watch, but yeah, I mean, pitching is the name of the game. That's the bottom line, dude. You know, they're hitting the crap out of the ball. They have some – I mean, Vlad is having an unbelievable year, but it just doesn't – that's not how you win in, in the big leagues. It's, it's very similar to having a good quarterback in the NFL. If you don't have good starting pitching or maybe your – bullpens can bring you down just as easily. Um, that's the one thing you have to have. Can I tell you two teams that need to trade? Yeah. What if I told you there's two very talented teams – that you could kind of circle in for fourth place in their division, one pitches, one hits. Miami Marlins and the Blue Jays. Figure out a trade. Get a little balance going, guys. Marlins have given up the least amount of home runs this year. Blue Jays, like I mentioned, fourth. Mm. Well, 
the Marlins have a player on a John Boy Media podcast. As with the next team we're going to talk about, the Mets. Miggy Rojas, Marlin is on the Chris Rose rotation. And Trevor May from the Mets is on the Chris Rose rotation, as well as Lucas Giolito, Tyler Glasnow, Stephen Brault, Archer Bradley. And they have guests that are also players all the time. They had Joey Votto uh, recently. They had Todd Frazier recently. I just retweeted someone that said it's the best podcast, and I agree. I like this podcast a lot. But if you want to get to know players, no one's doing it like the Chris Rose rotation. So it comes out. Well, they're doing three a week right now, so it's coming out like every day, basically. And then uh, you can find it on the JM Baseball YouTube channel or any podcast app. Go check out the Chris Rose rotation. The Mets. This is a fascinating Mm. one because the Mets are playing great baseball. They're in first in their division. We all took the under. We all took the under. It was 90 and a half, and we said... We all believed in the Mets. We thought they would have a good year. We just believed that that division would bang each other up a lot, and they'd probably still have the under. They are on pace for the under right now. Um, And we all said the under. Now, this is one that's so up in the air. They could very easily hit the over, or they could just hit the under and still have a good season. But I thought that was wild. I thought for sure they would have been on pace for the over, but that line was 90 and a half. They're on pace for the under. Barely 89 wins on pace for that. The pitching has been so good. I mean, there's no way you could have guessed that Stroman and Walker would be as good as they are. I mean, you knew they're good pitchers. If you would have said pencil them in for a three or a three, five, sure. But these guys are sitting at two, three, five, two, four, two. Then obviously you have the guy, Jacob DeGrom with a point five zero. Their bullpen's been good too. They got some bats coming back. So I think this one, with the way the division has been playing, I think they have a chance to go on a little run here and maybe maybe bump up and get over. Because they're they've been missing some bats. They haven't hit all year. I think their lineup is better than they've showed. So this is one where I think the pitching is for real. We've seen it enough now, and the hitting I think is gonna come around. I could see that. I could see them get to like 92, 93 wins. I mean, it's a team no team ERA of three one one. That's insane. Uh, that's insane. So good for the Mets. Their hitting on the other side really hasn't been there, but you can spin that two ways. They've been hurt that if those guys come back and hit like they can, the Mets will be right on track for that. Um, another team that I'd really be interested to see what they're doing around the, the trade deadline because we've we've talked a little bit about it, but you know every position kind of has something going on. I wonder... Every team always needs more pitching, but they are the best at it so far this year. So I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see the rumors around. And like Trev, you I think you said it yesterday. Like Uncle Steve Cohen, who's winning over this fan base, if they could do something a little nuclear around the deadline, I mean that would be. You got to believe Miracle Mets. I think he wants to for sure. Yeah. See who's out there though, and like. Where do they have openings and all that shit? Right. All right. Um, Who's next? We all agreed on the Milwaukee Brewers to hit the over. Uh, They are on pace for the over, but they say their best and worst is different. So they're 82 and a half. They're on pace for 88. We all said the over. See if they get any deadline help or what their moves are. Adamas seems to be working out for them, an early trade. Uh, at a position they needed, and he's getting offensive help. So, 
Got anything on these guys? Love the Brew Crew. Um, man, a name we hear all the time in Yankee Land that doesn't seem like a fit that seems like a good Brewers fit. Maybe a David Peralta, someone like that. They need another stick. Their hitting numbers are putrid. Um, and you guys know I don't like to say creative words, so so that one kind of hurt me. But they are two twelve batting average, three oh one on base. Like these are. These numbers are tough, man. Uh, so, but the spin zone on that is if there's something that's easy to find around the deadline. I mean, you can get a couple expiring contracts of guys that can slap it around a little bit, and I think they're instant upgrades for for Milwaukee. So, uh, I I still like the over for them. You know, this we talk about this all the time with them. They're just sitting in the weeds, wait and wait and wait, and they'll go make a move. It'll be a good move, and then come September, they'll go on a run and be there. That's what that's what the Brewers do. And now they're, I mean, there's 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 seven games over five hundred, and they're second to last in the league in OPS plus. Not bad. Like they 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 can go get bats. You know, like Yelly's been better this year. He's sitting like seven ninety one OPS or something like that. He'll he'll get better, uh, and the moves, man, like they're there. There's there's some openings. Bring a bat in. Well, another team's gonna be looking for bats if they're even competing, which I don't think they will be. But Jake mentioned him, the fish with arms. We all said that they would have the over. It's seventy and a half. We all went over. They're on the seventy and a half games. They're on pace for seventy point seven nine. So this is the only one I kind of marked as on pace for a push. <laughs> Who knows? Mm. Uh, I, do you think that they're – who knows? What would you take? Would you take the under from the here on out? You're going to get a lot of teams in the East that are bolstering up, and they might be sending away. Would you? I think I'd take the under from here on out, but shrug. Lean under. It's The problem for me here is, like I said before, I mean, they, they can kind of pitch any day of the week. They just – they've never been able to hit. They've never been able to hit dramatic – um, I'd lean under because you're right. They probably sell. I mean, you know what Aguilar's leading or second in RBI this year. I think Miggy Rojas. There's there's some discussion around that because Jazz is originally supposed to be a shortstop. So I don't I don't know. You just have to assume they're selling and not buying, which makes you lean the under. I agree with that. Yep. All right. There's some guys they just got to trade. Starling Marte is not going to be Starling, Yankee great. Hey, how about this, Trev? We all agreed the Dodgers would hit the over, even though it was a preposterous line at 101.5 games. We all said, well, why wouldn't they? They got better. They got Bauer. They got a full season of Mookie. We all said over. They're on pace for the under. They're on pace for 98 games, and it feels like the Dodgers haven't even Dodgered yet, and they're on pace for 98 wins. Um, so baseball reference has their best case at 104. So I, I still holding out hope. I think the over is still in play for the Dodgers, um, but they're on pace for the under. Muncy's back. He's coming back like tomorrow or today. Belly is coming back. Seager is about to go on a rehab assignment. Put those guys in with the pitching they have. I mean, like he's like, I don't know who said it earlier in the episode these they could win 15 games in a row we wouldn't even bat an eye like they're they're by far the best team on paper still and trip i don't think it's even close around the trip so i'm i'm, I'm trev you mentioned rossi telling the cubbies like hey big road trip coming up like a, a kind of season dependent road trip coming up 
I think if you're the Dodgers and Dave Roberts, you get those three lefties back and you tell the guys, hey, like, you know, we've got, what, 20 games to the to the All-Star break. Like, let's turn it on. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that projection, like their max, goes up to 107 before the All-Star break. I, 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 went, I think they could turn it on for a couple weeks and we'd be saying, oh, the Dodgers are back. Those Giants are throwing a little wrench in that. We did not expect a 90-win Giants team, so they could they yeah. they, they could very well be under that. It's true. All right, we are going into the All-Star break. They got Washington, Miami, and then the Diamondbacks. Could be a nice little ending of the first half there. Okay. Kansas City Royals, we all agreed on the over. It was 71 wins. They're on pace for the over. They're on pace for 74 wins. They might be trading some people. They have some people they can trade. I, hands in the air. I don't. I don't really know or whatever. I have no push. Push. Okay. Um, I agree. <laughs> and then the only the last team remaining is the Chicago White Sox. We all agreed on the over. It was ninety one and a half. They are on pace for ninety six wins. Um, I would. I would still be betting on the over there. And they're going to make some moves, like like you said. Uh, or Tomei told you, Trev, like they're still going to bring in some people and and get help, and I would have them hitting the over. I agree, especially in that division. Cleveland's been the only other scary team there. I can't believe I chose the under on them. They continuously just have pitching everywhere. But the White Sox are maybe the second most complete team in baseball behind the Dodgers. So I am uh, I'm all in on that. Top five, top five hitting and pitching for the White Sox this year. So just to wrap up the whole thing at the end here, I think something interesting is the difference in on pace for and over under. And the biggest difference is 32-game difference between what the over under was and what they're on pace for. And that are your snakes, Jake Snakes, 32 games under what the over under was. The next biggest difference is the San Francisco Giants, 28 games over (laughs) We found the games. We found the games A-O- right there. NL West. Yeah, both in the same division, yeah. Uh, Twins and Orioles are the biggest. Uh, Twins, Orioles, and Braves are the next four biggest differences in the way you don't want to be and in the way you do want to be, the Red Sox, the Astros, and the Indians. Mm. I think that the only team that I, I have some questions, where did the Padres land? Cause I, they are projected for the under right now. Okay. Um, they're projected for 92 wins. The over under was 94 and a half. They, uh, you know, I, I was looking up some team numbers before this and as I was ranting and raving about the Mets and how good their pitching has been three, one, one, and that's with DeGrom and all that Padres number two, three, one, two, they have pitched as well as the Mets. Um, and that. You know, we always hear Slam Diego, Tatis, welcome to the Crone Zone, Machado. They pitch, man. Uh, and they're playing an electric series right now with the Dodgers. So that's been a good time. So I'm I'm really interested to see how the rest of their, their season goes. All right. And to wrap up our individual picks, Trev, according to the on pace of, you have 14 out of 30 correct. I have 15 out of 30. And Jake, 19 out of 30, correct. Damn. Wow. And I will say, Jim, it should be out of 28 because there are two that are. I changed one. I had one wrong. But out of 
I have one as a push. Oh, okay. Um, technically, we would all have the Marlins correct because seventy point seventy nine is higher than seventy point five. Yeah, give it to so us. So that would then. be seventy. <laughs> but that would make Jake look twenty out of thirty, which is very impressive by Jake. But yeah, I've, yeah, we'll see where we get at the end. Fuck you, computers! <laughs> I thought I was doing hot. I thought I was hot. Turns out, hmm. I don't believe in anything. What do these computers freaking know anyway? Nothing. We should be in the how front many, office. How many baseball games has the computer played, Jake? Zero. Jake and I had a good conversation at the game the other day. The, the Yankees were down three or four runs. Or three, three runs. They're down one. three runs. And Clint Frazier was up. And the question posed by us and some people from the company that were talking, like, would you rather him have a leadoff solo home run here? Or a leadoff walk or a leadoff double. Uh, and we all said we'd rather the walk or the double. But analytics would probably tell you you'd rather the solo shot. But we were like, but I'd rather a runner on base, make the pitcher go from the stretch, make him throw some more high leverage pitches, get the two-run homer uh, in play. And we were laughing because we all agreed that you'd I'd rather a base runner and chaos then just a solo shot, and then the pitcher starts out fresh, and now it's only a two-run game. We're saying well, that's that's an I analytic know, uh, we should make up. Yeah, it, it is. I know a lot of baseball players who would agree with you there too. Yeah, I'm probably not one H- of them. Hitting but. coach Josh Donaldson. I'll ask. Ask him. him. PPD thoughts. I'd rather the double in that case specifically. Yeah, but I don't completely disagree with the computers. Like, well, having a run's good. Run is good. I want a lot of runs, baby. A lot of runs. All right, that's the episode. We'll do this again, I guess, three quarters of the way through, and then maybe like last week, see where we're at. I like that. Good way to check in on the whole league. Better get one wrong. I'm so mad at computers right now. Well, don't mess with the sheet. I I, I made the sheet so we can keep the June 22nd dates in and and lock it. Yeah, I don't even want to. That was so impressive that you handling that sheet during the episode is very impressive. I'm good at Google Sheets. John's put him. He's put his head into Google Sheets. You saw me bolding my my victories, and then you just took it over. Yeah, well, I thought that was a good idea by Trev. I'll do that real quick too. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Commandeered. Goodbye, everyone. Love you guys. Love everyone. Thanks for listening, guys.